Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, we have another amazing guest. So my guest today is a published author, speaker, accredited personal and executive coach. She helps motivated, ambitious professionals and executives improve their career. She finds a new career and helps teams accelerate success and performance. Due to a significant early challenges in her own life, she's always been tenacious, entrepreneurial and unafraid to speak her mind. At times, being the only woman in the boardroom amongst international corporations in her early 30s, she is a beacon of strength for leaders and individuals. In her former career, she was a leader in corporate affairs, but founded the Sarah J Coaching to help individuals and leaders become their personal best in life and their careers. She has dubbed the phrase regroup, reboot and reinvent a three-step change process having helped to pull out individuals from the trenches and into their own spotlight through her transformative and action-based coaching approach. So a very warm welcome to My Perfect Failure, Sarah Jones. How are you, Sarah? I'm good, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast, Sarah. I've had the benefit of having a few conversations with you, so I'm really keen to mm. failure and how we can use that as fuel and combining that with mindset because that wasn't something that I was aware of prior to doing this podcast so I don't have mm. more level level of sort of understanding around that so I'm really keen to sort of dig into that but um but maybe sort of to to get going maybe you can maybe give us a little bit of insights into to who you are yeah, sure. So, yeah, as you um, beautifully explained there, I'm a I'm life career coach. I help people a lot with their careers um, and I help leaders to become even better leaders, mm. more confident, more resilient leaders. And I help teams when they have some conflict. Um, but my former background was working in communications, public affairs up to board level at the age of 30. You know, wow. up, so at the age of 30, I was... Um, the only woman in a boardroom and the youngest person. So that was kind of quite a career defining moment. And what I love about coaching is for some people, it might feel quite nebulous, but when you've had great coaching, you know it because it just empowers you to think in a different way and sort of see yourself in a different way, kind of rewire your thinking. Mm. And that's what I love about it because as much as I coach people on careers, leadership, whatever it may be, I would say about 80% of what I do is around mindset, how you Mm. see yourself, how you see your capabilities, how you see the world around you. And that's probably borne out from some of my earlier experiences in life Mm. where I had to do the same. So it's quite a good fit for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I heard something a few months ago that 80%, so success, success, 80% is based on mindset. So if, yeah. we can, if we can crack that, I guess that's what you're doing with your clients. You're helping them have a 
a strong robust growth mindset so would you would you agree with that definitely definitely because um a lot of coaching is about setting goals and action plans Mm. but that's only going to work if that feels realistic to you Mm. and how you perceive yourself and your capabilities so you've got typically two mindsets you've got the fixed mindset that says I give up I'm never going to learn this and it's all based on experiments that were done with young children who were trying to solve puzzles and there was a set of kids that got very frustrated gave up trying to solve these puzzles the puzzles never got fixed but there was another set of kids that were encouraged to keep trying keep trying and they fixed they figured out the puzzle and were happier as a result and then believed they could do other things so it's based on a there's a really good book called mindset by carol dweck yeah. so you've got the the fixed mindset of i'm never going to do this i'm no good at maths i'm never going to learn this to the open flexible mindset which is how how do i do this mm. and you know i don't know about you paul but we all have times in our life where things don't go according to plan you can be the most positive thinker in the world and life does sometimes chuck things at you. And that's not to say we won't ever be flummoxed or a bit frustrated, but then it's, it is about regrouping and thinking, well, if I carry on thinking that way, it's not going to help, but let me think in a more open way. And it opens up your mind, you know, to possibilities yeah, you didn't think were possible. Yeah. It's absolutely, yeah. It's, quite, it's an interesting concept. And it, again, People potentially have heard me say this before, but until I did the podcast, it wasn't, I didn't know there was a difference between a sort of a fix and a growth. And it's interesting that, you know, if you have this growth mindset, you can achieve quite a lot. But if you don't, yeah. then you, we sort of go down, the, the, you know, that the, the same road. What, what's interesting for, for me is once we have that sort of growth mindset, there's, huge, there's a huge amount of learning that we can take from whatever has happened. So, you know, the amount of people that I've spoken to on on this podcast and not even, and, and, and as a consequence of this podcast that have had the most challenge, you know, they've all experienced the most challenging of circumstances, but they have actually used it to propel them to really, dizzy heights that potentially they would never ever ever have achieved if they hadn't had you know these setbacks that for a lot of us can flummox us and actually we never get going after we've had that sort of moment yeah totally because if when you've got that growth mindset it's all about that our in summary it's about the fact that you would believe we would believe that our intelligence and our skills grow over time Mm. that our our intelligence and skills are not finite we can grow we can learn we can adapt whereas if you've got that fixed mindset or a closed mindset you you can end up giving up before you've even started you you lack motivation you feel threatened by the success of other people you avoid challenges um you don't increase your performance so you've got two people probably with the same challenge Mm. but the other person's going to try that bit hard and grow and learn from it rather than just saying, do you know what, I give up, you yeah. know, and that can be in any area of your life, career, business, mm-hmm. relationships, you know. Yeah, and it's something that because I'm aware of it now and I'm not an aficionado on a growth mindset at all and sometimes for me, sometimes the most 
the easiest thing is to kind of stop or 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 revert to a fixed mindset when I hit sort of a problem. But I know that you know that's not the way to go. I, I need to sort of push myself and yeah. and look for the the growth, look for the other way around the the problem that I'm up against. So again, I'm not. I'm not sort of the finished article on it, but I'm just more aware of it now. And it's great to have that yeah. awareness because I can look for a different solution or a different answer as opposed to just stay there in the middle lane and do nothing. Okay. Or get some help for it. You know, yeah. for example, you know, when, when, when I'm coaching, one of the questions I quite often ask is, you know, what resources do you have? And resources can be anything, people, books, courses, mm-hmm. you know, a, a piece of machinery. It, it, it doesn't mean that you necessarily um, have to come up with everything yourself, but you're starting to think, well, who else can help me? How mm-hmm. else can I do this? And it's almost, and like I say, you know, we're not no human being is a robot sometimes we all get a bit despondent and I think it's important to not suppress how we feel if we're feeling a bit down that's okay but it's important not to just stay there for a long time and hamper your success and maybe the question we want to ask ourselves is does our thinking or does our mindset match our goals because if you want to achieve something, the mindset and the thinking has got to match the goal. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> it's kind of being creative yeah. and, and not thinking, how can I sort of reframe and look at a different way to access that information? Like whether it be going online or listening to a podcast, reading a book, hiring a coach or, or mentor. There are different ways, but I think for me, is is so. I, I guess I'll ask you a question. So, for people that that maybe may ha- maybe have a fixed mindset that that are listening now, what would you recommend for them is the best thing to do to try to start exploring how they can be more open? Because some people may have not known there is a difference initially exactly yeah because I mean if probably if you'd said mindset 10 years ago people would be "Mm, Mm. I'm not sure even a few years ago whereas now when you mention mindset quite a few people in business it's 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 a big thing you know when I when I was growing up in business mindset what what's that Mm. you know (laughs) so I would say um there'd be lots the 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 book by carol dweck mindset is fantastic it's really interesting really good read about how mindset works how the brain works so that's really really good if you want to start somewhere take a deep breath and just write how stick it up on a piece of paper stick it on your wall Mm. how ask yourself how because one of my clients said that to me he said do you know what sarah i've gone from thinking why me which is more of a victim mentality. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you know, we all have moments, but he was consistently thinking, why me? What's because I don't deserve it. And he said, with work working with you, yeah, I got the job that I wanted, but it's gone from my thinking's gone from why me to how. How? So ask yourself how. Ask yourself open questions. How do I do this? What help can I get? What have I not thought of differently? Who can I talk to? So much. Just ask yourself some really open questions. And there might be um, 
a particular time of day or something that you do where you get your best ideas. Mm. So, for example, I know when I'm driving, which is really annoying because obviously I can't write anything down. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's when I get my best ideas. So there might be some times when you – so when and where do you get those ideas? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And just shifting back to corporate career. So you had a successful corporate career. Then you decided mm-hmm. that you wanted to do something else. Why? Yeah. So what was that shift from leaving a successful corporate career to yeah. do, to, to sort of doing something, becoming an entrepreneur and helping others yeah. achieve their goals and ambitions? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, um, I, I mean, I'm quite an organised person. Um, my parents worked really hard. We didn't have a lot growing up. My dad was quite unwell. There were a lot of there are a lot of things happening growing up that made me realize, do you know what? If I want things in life, it's up to me to go for it. You know, and my parents always encouraged us to think for ourselves, work hard. So that upbringing, although it was challenging, was great in many, many ways because it it sort of born that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, but so I was very much working to a plan and I think you know when you're tolerating, it gets to a point. I, I do an exercise with clients called What Are You Tolerating? And it's almost like doing a plus or minus list. And when you see it on paper, it's wow, I'm really I've really been over tolerating because as human beings, we can convince ourselves we're happy with a relationship yeah. or a job for a long time when we're not. Um, but I think for me, I'd gone as far as I wanted to go and I always knew I wanted to do something different. So I went freelancing in my communications work, my PR work, but even that wasn't enough. And I had had what I call the photocopier moment. So um, a lot of people talk about a light bulb moment. Mm. Mine was actually the light from the photocopier because I was standing there and I just went, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I just cannot do this. And I had been working with a coach and that coach had through the exercises, the tools, the questions had got me to think in a different way to open my mindset, Mm. you know. So it was really about allowing myself to explore, not holding myself back, you know, and shedding the corporate identity to um, do something different. Yeah. So when you decided to become Mm. freelance and then everything evolved from there, what did that feel like? Were you nervous? You know, did you, or were you excited? Was it a mixture of everything? I was really, really excited. And I probably did it at the worst time. Um, so it was, I think it was around maybe 2008. I don't know if you remember, Paul, but yeah, I just... think Barack Obama was president. He'd not been long president, I think, maybe. Yeah. And the whole economy, do you remember that when the high the street was basically brothers. shutting down? people defaulting on their mortgages Mm. and I do remember having this little voice thinking oh is this really the right time to be doing this but then I remembered back to the 80s to Mm. the 70s when I grew up it's like well hang on a minute we've always had recessions on and off they they go and they come back they go and they come back there's never a good time and I think it just got to that point where I knew I would regret it if I looked back you know it just felt like the right time I knew it was the right thing to do there's almost like a rule of thumb in some courses that during a recession or challenge time 
is the perfect time to actually, you know, go alone and do whatever you want to do because yeah, people are looking for different solutions and they're always going to be opening. So it's a, I've, I've heard that a lot recently. Obviously, at the moment, we've had a pandemic and yeah. everything has been totally decimated by, by in a couple of, of different industries. So, um, so, so yeah, so, so I guess maybe 2008 was, was a crazy time for you to take that yeah. leap faith. But it was at the time because I remember turning on the television and that's the, this is a really good tip if you want to avoid your fixed mindset tendencies, don't watch the news. Yeah, <laughs> or if you totally, do watch the news, totally. don't get suckered in. Don't get suckered in by bad news stories. But, but um, it was really, really grim. But if you think about what's happening in the world at the moment, there's going to be jobs in the future that we couldn't have even imagined. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I think about... If I had a conversation with my grandmother who passed away m- many, many years ago, and I talked to her about, say I said something to her like, well, I'm going to get on Insta and then I'm going to Google something and find it on YouTube. She'd look at me as though I was speaking a different language. So, you know, the world is evolving. Yes, some sectors have been battered, um, but I've certainly been coaching people that have had success from it, whether that's changing jobs, mm. finding jobs where they are, you know, just to, even if it's just for now, just to get them through, yeah. Um, yeah. carrying on with their own businesses. So, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. It's just about being open yeah, to opportunities. Yeah, I think being open is is something that I, it doesn't come readily to me, but it's something I'm aware of that, you know, we have to have that in our sort of, you know, our armoury yeah. to, to seize opportunities because sometimes opportunities are there but we just don't see them you don't see it just just having that awareness that actually that actually is an opportunity or it's like you were saying earlier about creativity you know if you tweak that that's an opportunity yeah and I mean have you ever had the experience where somebody said to you why don't you do this Mm. and it's so obvious it is Mm. something so obvious because I don't know if it's one of, was it? I'm not saying it's Buddha, but one of, I don't know, a philosopher said we cannot see the end of our nose, but that's quite true, isn't it? We can't see the end. Yeah, well, I can yeah. just at the end of my glasses, but we can't really see, you <laughs> yeah. know, too yeah. much. We can't see inside our own head. Yeah. So you know, you need someone external yeah, think, to be a yeah. sounding board, somebody that won't judge you, but will say, well, no, hang on a minute. Let's let's think about it. You know. Yeah. No. No. That makes sense because I think sometimes when we're just in the moment, we just have that tunnel vision, and it's it's very. That's right. Sometimes we just can't see what is right in front of us. I have that all the time. All the time. Can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, there's a phrase that I read in your intro, which was around where was it? Where was it? It's the reboot. Yeah, regroup. Can you can yeah. you t- tell me a little bit around that, where that came from, and how you execute that with your clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I, I use that three step process to to break it down, um, break down what I'm going to do with my clients, so it makes it easier for them to understand in a way. Mm. So for me, there's a stage around uh, regrouping. So very often, when people come to me, they will say, and it's male, female, all ages, will say, 
something's not right, but I don't know what that is, yeah. especially at the moment, especially in the lockdown. You know, it's I just don't feel things are catching up with me now because I've been dealing in crisis mode during lockdown and I don't know what it is. So regrouping is really about understanding what makes you you because we're all very different. We all have different values. Yep. We might have a different purpose in life. Um, you know, we might be working in a career that is in no way suited to our personality and what really makes us happy. So we go through a number of exercises to discover, well, what do you want your life to look like? What is your vision of your life? What is important to you in life? What sort of values are important to you? Um, I do personality assessments. So we do a bit of a deep dive into what mm. makes you you. And even if you don't know what that is, it comes up through the exercises. It always comes up. Mm. It will start, you know, your thinking will just explode basically once you start surfacing some of this. And then the reboot um, is really, okay, let's start rebooting. Let's start planning. Let's put some action steps in place. And then reinventing is really like carrying on the longer term plan to reinvent you to get to your vision. Now, some of those, it's not always sequential. It's just the way I like to break it down. So there's almost like the discovery phase, you know, sort of stepping back into yourself, understanding yourself, sort of that regrouping. And then it's like rebooting the computer. And very often that's where the mindset stuff comes in because it's like, you know, when your Apple iPhone wants to install yeah. a new version of iOS, it's a bit like that. Yeah. You know, we can, our brains are like plasticine or play we can re rewire our thinking we can do that with habitual practice so there's some of that as well and then reinvent you know going along the plan so it just I helps to, for people to break it down mm. yeah I love I love that concept it must be you must have some incredible incredible moments even when you see some of your clients where do they surprise mm. themselves when they've completed this exercise in terms of where they started and where they see their values and where they want to go, where they want to see their career going. Yeah. And, and very often I find you get all sorts of reactions. And, and, and I, I love that because very often, and again, coming back to mindset, it's ourselves. We hold ourselves back Yeah. or somebody said something to us as a kid, such yeah. as, Oh, you're so good at this. You're so perfect, or you're no good at this. And it's not because our parents or caregivers or whoever teachers were bad people. Yet sometimes that is the case. But sometimes we just fit into a role within a family. We we play a part. And we carry that on, even though that may not be ours. So I've had people who, literally, there was. I remember it distinctly. There was a lady, and when she realised. That's what I've been telling myself. That's how I've been holding myself back. And this is what I want to do. She almost like dropped 10 years. I mean, forget anti-aging cream, you know, her <laughs> posture change, you know, you forget all that stuff, just yeah. have coaching, you know. Um, and her, she just looked vibrant. It was just like a huge weight was lifted off her shoulders. Um, and then sometimes when you coach people in one area of, your, of their lives, it knocks on into other areas. So, for example, there was a guy I was coaching and it was about his career, but he said, actually, Sarah, I need to sort out my finances. And I said, right, let's sort that out. When he got some little successes, 
I could just see it in the way he spoke, the way he was on Zoom. When I first met him, very much like this, hiding, not putting his face down. After a few weeks, he's sitting there confidently smiling. You know, I've had other clients that won't even get on video calls that now are confidently using video calls. Um, I've had people that have said, yeah, I am going to jack in my job. It sounds so simple, but you know, we do get as human beings, we do get in our own way because we like to sit in the comfort yeah. zone because the comfort zone, even though that comfort zone might be really actually uncomfortable, at least we know what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I can't remember who said it, but it's annoying to remember who said it. But I heard somebody say recently that it's harder to sort of stay in that safe place than it is to to live in that to sort of deal with the discomfort zone when we stay in that safe place there's no progression we're just just doing the same thing we're not inspired we never have those moments of elation where we yeah milestone because we've had to scale a mountain whatever that looks like so it's kind of like almost a false economy playing it safe because there's you know, there might be some challenging moments, but there's ne- there's never any peaks or elation. Yeah, or that's Yeah, or yeah. when you want to call your friend or you want to tell your partner that this has happened, this is what I was working on. You don't have those moments because, you you know, we're living in sort of a, a place of comfort. Yeah, there is an expression. Um, I think it, there's a guy called Michael Bernard Beckwith. He's very much, I'm going to call him spiritual and the loosest word, but I think you could call him a spiritual teacher. He's been on Oprah Winfrey. He's brilliant. His book, Life Visioning, totally recommend it. Um, and I think he says something about pain pushes until you change. You know, um, it's more about sometimes we change only when the pain, I'm not talking, it might be physical pain, but usually emotional, mental pain, when the pain gets so bad, I don't know if you've ever had those moments, Paul, where you're just like, I just can't do this anymore. You know, um, it's when we get to that point that sometimes we change. Yeah. Because that pain, we have to feel that pain yeah. to move us beyond it. It's it's like we can't, you know, the pain pushes us eventually towards that pleasure, but we just can't see it at the time. Yeah, yeah I think that's, it kind of makes sense to me. Mm that and it's a pity we have to get to that moment to yeah to really flick flick the switch and you know because I think it's very easy because things like I was thinking earlier actually around growth mindset and fixed mindset that even our parents back in the day wouldn't have even known the difference so no you know if you you know I you think about the word mindset that's all you think about you're not thinking that there's a variation so you can by saying this or maybe not saying this or not sort of fully optimizing our children to to give them that power or that can do or giving them that creativity yeah but I think as well you know if I think about my parents I mean they've been brilliant during lockdown they've been Mm. so sort of stoic so Mm. practical you know not hysterical not getting stressed anything like that it's just like, just get on with it because that's the attitude that they grew up with. And if you think about it, the world of, let's just take the world of work, it's changed. So many years ago, work was very much about, it was quite paternalistic. 
I tell you what to do and you do it. The world's not like that anymore because we don't have jobs for life. We have more mobility. Even though we have lockdown, we're still working globally, albeit virtually in many cases at the moment. We've got this global economy. Um, so the world has changed. You know, we've got new, we've got different cultures working together. You know, we've got diversity, inclusion, bringing in different, you know, bringing together different groups, making sure everybody's working on an equal basis. And I'm not saying that wasn't happening before, but if I think about, when my parents went to work, it was just you went to work and that was it. You didn't really think about much else. It's such a different world. Yeah, yeah. Especially with all the media, social media, yeah. all of that. Yeah, it's constantly evolving. And you know, in a year's time, there be you know, there's there's advances that people are working on now that are going to impact the way that we communicate. Probably in the next two or three years, it's just a just a continuous conveyor belt of new ways of interacting and to make you know if we didn't if you imagine what if we didn't have zoom etc can you imagine what the last 12 months have been like it'd been even worse that yeah. it we'd all gone mad because you just couldn't you know what the outlet to get to to communicate with other, with other people other than sort of people that we're living with or maybe you know that was just would have been crazy so there's something that you mentioned to me previously that i've written down i wanted to ask you about which is our brain science. Yeah. Can you can you maybe expand on that a little for us? Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, just sort of, I'm not, um, I haven't got a PhD in it or anything, but I have mm. studied it as part of my coaching. It is a fascinating subject. Uh, I mean, you, you could, I could sit here for the next 10 years and go on and on about it. Mm. And there's lots of different qualifications around neurology, neuroscience. But really the thinking is that our, bl- our, our brain is a bit like plasticine. Uh, I don't know if you know plasticine or um, mm. clay. Yeah. And we can shape our thinking and shape our thoughts, which, so it's rather like, you might have heard of things called the brain gym or the mind gym. I think there's some books called mm. brain gym, mind gym. And the fact is that we can train our brains in a certain way, the same way as you might go to the gym and be working on a set of muscles Mm. and those muscles might get more toned. You can do the same with your brain. And in fact, when you think about how much we might all spend on fitness and goodness knows what, we're not probably doing the same for our brains. And, you know, sometimes our brains are very much wired to look for danger because that's our primeval, you know, history. Our ancestry Mm. is about looking for threats you know, looking for saber-toothed tigers. Well, we don't have saber-toothed tigers anymore. Yes, we might have to be careful crossing the road. So our brains can hijack us at times. You know, um, our ego can get in the way in terms of keeping us safe in that comfort zone because it's wired for safety. And I'm not saying we shouldn't go around being unsafe, but your brain's always going to alert you to certain dangers. But you can shape your thinking. And actually, this plays in really nicely to the fixed versus closed mindset because you can completely shift your mindset to have this fixed success focused mindset and one of the ways that you can do that is to track your thinking what are you telling yourself you know if you listen to your thoughts you you could spend a whole day saying all four things about yourself that are very disempowering try that for a day and then try telling yourself really empowering thoughts and tell me how much better you feel you know um I'm doing some work with action for happiness and that's all around 
the concept of positive psychology that actually, do you know what? Happiness is a skill. Resilience is a skill. And in fact, resilience is one of the most important skills you can have in life for happiness and success rather than it's not just about positive thinking. But yeah, very much we can shape our thinking. We can shape our brains. We can shape how we see the world. It's totally within our gift. We we have got freedom here in our minds, you know, if we choose to. Um, And I I can count for that from my own personal experience because when I first had coaching, I think I was about 25. So coaching wasn't that well known over here. And it literally blew my mind because I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into, but she helped me identify. I wasn't being negative, but she helped me to see the world in a different way, in a more open way, and encouraged me to do some reading around positive self-talk, empowering self-talk. Mm. Completely, it, it you know blew my world that was it you know after that there was no stopping me I started reading the books going to courses retraining eventually quitting my career and going self-employed if I'd known that earlier perhaps I would have done that earlier you know so it is fantastic you can train your mind train your brain yeah I hear a a lot of that I hear a lot about self-talk as well the, definitely the importance of that and I think thoughts that, are like magnets yeah thoughts are like magnets if you have yeah. a you, you can see it actually there was something um I can't remember which website it was it was like a scan of a brain and it should it said this is a thought there was a thought it was like a dot and then it said this is the thought and there's other thoughts the brain's recognizing and creating other thoughts similar to this thought and they were all joining together mm-hmm. so they were all sort of magnetizing together so it shows you that if you think a thought you and keep thinking it on a consistent basis such as i'm really good at this i'm good at that you can create more of those thoughts yeah. but the opposite is also true yeah with negative yeah. thinking it's fascinating yeah. fascinating yeah, definitely it kind of makes sense as well a lot the funny thing is yeah this kind of makes sense it doesn't sort of it does when it's explained it doesn't seem like rocket science but if we've got this when you, you read know, a paper on it yeah, yeah if we've been if we've been thinking and doing things a certain way for a whole you know like a bunch of, you know like a period of time it's difficult to sort of stop immediately without the benefit of a coach and re-pivot and I think that's why I like doing mm-hmm. the podcast and having people like you on the podcast is because mm. you can plant that seed that gives people that little bit that little nugget and, and people that are listening and watching all this watching this sorry will pick up different things you know people you know their brains yeah. might be tuned into a different piece of, of what's being said yeah. but there might be one thing you mentioned carol dweck somebody might you know go and buy mindset by go and buy her book yeah that might be their starting point or somebody might look at like brain science or you've spoken about resilience how important it is to be resilient and people just Mm. i say people you know me included we just think of resilience as a word but maybe we've done it we don't apply that to our sort of lives we know it as a word, but do, do do all of us apply resilience to every situation where actually if we use that, that's actually going to help us get through a situation. And it's kind of like sometimes we need a little bit of support 
to give us that confidence to be yeah. maybe courage to be resilient or flex the mindset because and I think this is really really important at the moment because I know we've all been we're coming out of lockdown now hopefully that will continue um so we've got to recalibrate our thinking again to well what does that look like what do I want to do um and if you think about I've spoken to so many people and I even feel that myself that my brain actually feels different than it did a year ago mm. because there's certain parts of our mind that we've been using. So some of the stuff that we don't need gets shelved to the back of the brain. But the stuff at the front of the brain has probably been about, am I going to get COVID? I need to wash my hands. Mm. I need to have two meters distance. What can I do? What can't I do? I need to school the kids at home. So our brain has been focused perhaps a bit more on shorter term thinking and dealing with the immediacy, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, and there was an interesting piece on one of the TV breakfast TV programs that um, and I couldn't quote the exact study, but doctors and psychologists have studied young children and they found that these young children's the shape of their brains has changed really? through lockdown based on the experiences. Interestingly enough, our minds adapt to the situation. And these kids, children's, young children's minds, when they're quite plastic, really, have changed. Now they might change again, you know, yeah. as we grow up, as they grow up and we, we get back out there doing things. But yeah. it's, it's yeah. Yeah, because I guess we're in the unknown at the moment because, you know, the pandemic is, kind of you know we've proven with vaccinations and whatnot but the kind of live in the situation so there's going to be all these there's going to be some good stuff that we know that come out yeah. of it in terms of there'll be some people that have you know hankered down and they they're working on things that will reveal themselves I'm sure there'll be some amazing things but there's also as we know it there's also been a lot of bad things and there might be some things yeah. that we're not fully aware of now that will manifest themselves in the future so yeah, it's an interesting time for everybody yeah same here it's take the good leave behind the bad and learn yeah. you know that's that's failure isn't it you know yeah. failure doesn't have to be the the f word that everyone talks about you know it can be fuel yeah. because there's a there's a there's an adage that if you haven't had a setback or a failure, maybe your goals aren't big or scary enough, or that your goals aren't big enough in life. You know, that failure, however you want to determine that, setbacks, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. You know, you, chances are if you prepare, have a positive mindset, you might minis, minimize the chances of those, but stuff happens in life. Mm. And it's just about just taking that one step at a time to work through it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's kind of like my position on it now is that yeah you know so if you're if you're using the growth mindset analogy then you can use failure as an opportunity like what what Correct. you know once you've sort of because you know we're going to have a, a moment where we don't feel great which is logical and fine mm. once we've dealt with that then we can look like a treasure hunt look for the gifts yeah that, that exist there because there will be some really powerful learnings that we can take and we can put into our next project or we, or we might even, even be able to tweak some of the learnings that we that exist within that failure to sort of just tweak something that didn't Definitely. work and that could re-pivot to be a wonderful opportunity so it's kind of having that sort of not be overwhelmed 
by the failure or what other people think about you know because if you told somebody that I'm going to achieve this and you don't do it sometimes we're probably more embarrassed about having to say to them you know I said I was going to I don't know make a hundred thousand pounds this year I've only made 30 or I've lost my job or whatever it may be you probably think more about that than actual reality my life isn't over I can you know I can do other things yeah so I think there I like your phrasing about there is you know within failure there is you know we can find fuel to propel us yeah as long as you don't consider yourself failure if you want to call it that or a mishap use a different word it's an event it doesn't define you as a person and the other thing when you were just talking there I was thinking I, I always say to people in my videos be careful who you share your goals with. Yeah. <laughs> Only share them with people who you really trust yeah. and who are going to encourage you. So yeah. that's where coaches come in really, really yeah. handy or a mentor or trusted friend, a colleague or a peer, somebody that is going to say, yeah, okay. And I mean, sometimes failure can be a good thing because I'm trying to think of an example, but there's certainly been... I think it sort of areas in my life where I've thought, I think I wanted this. It's not quite A, but it's AA. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite, it, it's what I've wanted as I've gone through a process is maybe slightly different than I envisaged. Yeah. So it's okay to adjust and shift what you want and what you do, yeah. you know. Yeah. So literally... So many of the people that I've had on this podcast who've experienced some level of adversity, failure or challenges, they've just gone on to do things that they're passionate about. Yeah. You know, they've really, and it's kind of, obviously you never want to experience anxiety and trauma and disappointment. They've, you know, they've really flipped the script and, you know, I really live in their best lives now. Yeah, and that, and literally, there's so many people. I, I, I don't want to say 100 percent because, you know, I just can't remember. But there is so many, you know, it, it is a high percentage that have really pivoted off the back of failure, trauma, and all the sort of emotions that go with it. And that's kind of like mm. a spine that. We shouldn't, you know, not that we should be going out and looking to fail because who wants to do that? But no. but, but maybe there are some people that have embraced the idea that you look at Jeff, you know, Bessos. He, obviously, he, they are where they are now, Amazon, in terms of being, you know, mm. um, incredibly successful. I guess they can afford to fail, but he wants to push the boundaries. So he will expect them to, he expects them to fail because he knows that when they fail, there's going to be huge opportunities to learn and to do different things. And, yeah. you know, we're all kind of, you know, minuscule versions of of that. And if we take that yeah. analogy, we can sort of pivot ourselves. I mean, it's even like Branson. I mean, he's had brands that he's just shelved. You know, yeah. he used to have a domestic airline in Australia, yeah. Virgin Blue, I think it was called, and he shut yeah. that down. You know, he's done different things, mm. gone, tried to go into different areas. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally, totally. So, we're getting t- towards the, the end now. So, I just yeah. wanted to 
ask you around, you know, if there's somebody that's listening to this now, watching, listening, that wants to maybe, that has failed and doesn't know where to go. I know that coaching was something that you looked at years yeah. ago. How, how do they go about that process of working out if they need a coach and what that process actually looks like? Yeah, sure. So I think if you are going around and around and around in circles and something doesn't feel right and you don't know what that is, that's definitely the time to look at coaching. Or if you're very aware that you're putting up with a situation that's making you unhappy because you're just tolerating it or tolerating it, or by the same token, if you're very clear on, um, I want a new career, I want a new relationship, but I think I need some skills and mm. some help to get me there. So there's all sorts of different permutations, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, just have a look for a coach, get online, find someone. And there's all sorts of other resources as well. Mm. There's like Udemy. There's lots of courses on Udemy, um, Mind Valley. There's all sorts of different mm. places now where you can get some help. Okay. Um, in certain areas what's Udemy sorry I don't know I'm not familiar with that it's a course platform so it's quite a big course platform it's oh well, yeah um, no, U- no, 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 yeah, I, yeah I do know it I do know Udemy, it. Yeah. Okay. yeah okay perfect yeah you probably recognize yeah, perfect. Logo. Yeah, perfect and just yeah. in relation to you you coach you coach individuals and sort of business yeah go and, do... and teams yeah yeah so I do both okay. yeah okay okay fantastic yeah. fantastic so right. where can people find you where's the best place for people to find you um so my website well actually I'm on Instagram so it's at Sarah J coaching it's the letter J um Facebook at Sarah J coaching and my website is www.sarah s-a-r-a-h and it's just a dash letter j.com okay so, <laughs> so I'll put that I'll put everything on the show notes so yeah it's super easy for people to find you and reach out to you and yeah and my, my last question is the reoccurring question. So if Sarah was to invite three inspirational people for dinner, who would you invite? I would invite, um, I know probably loads of people say this, Einstein. I'd love to I'd be he, fascinated. He's, he's popular. To, he's popular. Yeah. But so he's probably reason. busy. If he's, he's probably busy that night. But anyway, <laughs> Einstein. Um, Freddie Mercury. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Freddie Mercury just thought what an amazing performer, mm. character, yes. thought it was great. And then there was this really old, um, in, I'm going, talking like many years ago, a comedian called Lucille Ball. She had like big flame orange hair and she was one of the very early successful comedians. Yeah. And she had, I mean, it was before my time, but it just used to mm. be on telly on replay. Mm. Um, she had these black and white series and it is really, it's seriously really? funny. It's so funny. Some of her sketches, she just had this sort of pulled these funny expressions and was just a bit wacky, you yeah. know, okay. very, very funny. So you, that's great. You would have sort of brains there. You would have entertainment. So that sounds like, I think, I think, I think you might, if um, Einstein was busy, he might, yeah. I think he might change things. Cause I think he'd like the entertainment I think so. angle, yeah. you know, comedy and music. And maybe food. you should put that on your website. Maybe you should have like a fantasy dinner league table or something, or just put up what that. other people have said. I'd See love one of them to popular. happen one day. See who's most popular. Yeah, I will do. Okay, Sarah, it's <laughs> been an absolute delight. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you for sharing your wisdom with me 
and the listeners and people watching. Thank you so much. It's been a treat to have you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Paul. Okay. And thanks for everybody for tuning in to My Perfect Failure. You can find me at www.myperfectfailure.com and please look out for the next episode of My Perfect Failure. Take care for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.